God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes again with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And it truly is my pleasure today to introduce you to Katina Horton. This Welcome to the Valley of Grace podcast, helping women reclaim their power and identity so they will know they are enough. Thank you so much, Katina. I'm excited about being here, especially excited about what you are doing because we're in the same market trying to help the same people. And I'm, I'm just, I'm very encouraged that there are others that are out there doing the same thing because that's important. It is. It's very important. Like you said, women and uh, out there empowering other women, you know, to know that they, they can do it. They can get out there, you know? Yeah. And so what... Um, I figure we do is have us to start off with you telling the audience your life story. Oh, I don't know if you want to know the whole life story. I say, let me pour you a little bit of tea. Okay. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> and we'll drink it. <laughs> we'll drink it. Because you can talk about a person's credentials, but when you don't know the crisis that they have gone through, you don't know the depth of what they've overcome. You don't understand where their strength lies. And you're talking about the Valley of Grace. And there is so much grace that is truly available that we overcome by the words of our testimony. So let me just start. I'm going to start at the end, like where I am now, and then we'll back into some of the other things. But I will tell you this, after 29 years of marriage, almost 30 years, uh, I got the rug pulled out from under me. And that was that my husband decided he wanted a divorce. Now, I was looking forward to, you know, that easy life. The kids were out and yep. we were going to be enjoying life. I mm -hmm. was dumbfounded. There were no wow. fights, no arguments, no nothing. And it was blindsided. And oh, so that's wow. why I said I got the rug pulled out from under me. But I was yeah. also very anxious because it wasn't something that I was planning, something that I was expecting, mm. didn't know what to do, how to right. handle this process. When you're thrown into something, you're like, well, wait a minute. I did everything that I was supposed to. I was a good girl. You know, I right. was in church. I was in leadership, no doubt. I'm the prayer mm -hmm. warrior. I'm on all these different teams helping you, right. adults, helping everybody like you know, Lord, I prayed through with some other people. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect that I was going to be in this position. What in the world? Right. And I went in to see my first attorney and it was like, I'm shaking. Like I never had an anxiety attack. I think mm -hmm. that's what it was because I didn't know what questions to ask, what to expect. And then they asked for this exorbitant retainer. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. So- right the dumbfounded, blindsided, anxious. And then there's that shame that comes along with it that we as women have. 
and we think, well, what didn't I do? Why are you asking for this? What's wrong with me? Back to right. that, I'm not enough. Is there somebody else? Did I not, you know, dress like I was supposed to? Was my attitude right. wrong? I'm trying to correct everything. And I'm going to be honest with you. It took about five years to get through this for me. Mine was a long time because I was still holding on to this isn't really going to happen. And we're being mm. here and God's going to work it out and it's going to work yes. out great. And if I pray through it. So my first step was I jumped into the word. My yes. number one was I'm doing Proverbs 31 woman. What is she? Amen. I am not doing. I did a full yes. study on it book to come out soon. But anyway, mm -hmm. I'm sitting there like, I got to figure out me. I'm right. not blaming anybody else. I'm looking internal. What do I need to do, Lord, to make sure that I'm on the right path with you? Well, long story short, in the middle of all of that, that I was going through, I was like 90% of women hiding in the shadows. I didn't want anybody else to know what I was going through, what I was dealing with. And mm -hmm. I was hiding, but I was trying to navigate this process on my own. And it was very difficult. I recognize wow. a lot of gold nuggets along the way that I'm sure mm -hmm. I'll be able to share. But in the middle of that, I'm like, wait a minute, there are too many women out here when I found the statistic that says one in five women who go through divorce or death, you know, they end up being widowed, they end yes. up in poverty. And I'm yes. like, well, hold up. Yes, a that is true. Here. There's a group of people that need help. I had already been doing the biblical money management, doing the finances, mm -hmm. trying to get us to see money God's way and use those principles because I believe in the kingdom. If we let our light shine, people will want to know what we have. So I had already right. been doing that because I was teaching theology, academic operations officer, doing all the wow. I mean, I was doing it within the church. And mm -hmm. then when I found this group and I said, wait a minute, this is a smaller population, but they really need the help. And so that's what I started doing now in coaching women that are mm. devastated by the double Ds, divorce or death, to confidently live life on their terms with peace and financial security. Because I want to make gotcha. sure their finances are right. But I also right. recognize that emotional roller coaster that I was on, honey. Yes. Saying ain't nothing to play with. And if Tell you me about have God in your life, you don't have that spiritual foundation. You don't recognize who you are, that you're a valued treasure, that God says you're the apple of his eye, that he recognizes that he has placed some giftings and callings on the inside of you. You're not yes. empowered to move forward. And a lot of women are stuck and they're mad. They're unforgiving. They're hateful. Mm -hmm. They're regretting. And it's like, no, God's got a better plan. So when yes. you finally get to the point where you say, well, you know what, Lord, I didn't see this coming, but nothing catches you by surprise. When I get to the other side of this, my ladder is going to be better than my former. I'm Amen. ready to go. Whatever you got Amen. planned for me, since it didn't work out and I tried, I did my best. Guess what? You can do the rest because whatever mm -hmm. the rest is, you know, it's time for me yes. to step into that. So value yes. grace. Oh, yes. One of my favorite songs right now is I shall not want. Mm -mm. My wow. soul has a shepherd in the valley and I shall not want. OK, wow. I'm done. I will let you ask questions. <laughs> Ooh, that, that was some powerful stuff. And I, I could so resonate with you, you know, because when I think about even when um 
my divorce finished up and me thinking about, like you said, just like financial devastation, Yes, you know, everywhere you turn. And, and here I am, I had a degree. You see what I'm saying? But because I have been home homeschooling my children, uh-huh. you know, for um, a good bulk of that time that I was married. But yeah, it was financial devastation. And I had a 20 year marriage by the time that uh, my divorce went through. So I can definitely um, understand, you know, <laughs> definitely empathize and understand what you mean. We talk about the poverty and about you know, something just taking you totally, you know, uh, off guard. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry. One, I'm sorry you had to go through it. I'm sorry that anybody has to go through that, but recognizing that there are so many of us out there, we're sisters and as sisters, we want to see our sisters rise. I always say, look, let me help adjust your crown. I'm not competing with you. No. You got your own race to run. Let me there help you, you get on the right path. And if I can come along and encourage you and give you some wisdom tips, I'm mm-hmm. ready to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's really what we should be doing. If I help Isn't you, it? it's not taking anything away from me. No, has a we think that unfortunately, teacher. right? Just yes. women, we get caught up in that competition, not realizing God has 100% wired up each and every individual. I don't care how many things me and you have in common. We're, we're wired up totally different. And uh, each and every individual, and he's got a specific journey for each and every individual to walk. And somehow we think, no, if I help her, then that's going to go into my journey. <laughs> God's no, like, and it's I'm not. You're absolutely that. right. I'm glad you brought that point out. Uh, we each have our own path to follow. We need Mm -hmm. to stand in our uniqueness. And when we talk about feeling like we're enough, that's part of standing in your uniqueness. God has gifted you in a totally different way than he's gifted somebody else. I can have all the degrees on the wall. And girl, I tell people, you know, I don't have as many degrees as a thermometer, but I'm getting close. I'm Mm -hmm. a student. I love learning. Don't have a problem with that. But when you get to a certain point in life, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have, like you said, that thing will take you out if you allow it. And, you you know, when you look at our community, though, there is a whole nother level, especially when it comes to finances. First, 18% of women, only 18% of women understand money management, not investing, Mm, not, you know, doing any savings. They just don't even know how to manage their money. Okay. That's the general population. And when you consider the black community, you know, that number is a lot higher. Mm -hmm. So when we go through something like this, we thought we were secure. We thought we had somebody who was going to always take care of us. But what we do is we switch that resource to being our source. That partner was your resource. God there is you go. your source. Yes. When you get there and say, God, you said you would provide for me. I'm a mm-hmm. kept woman. So you mm-hmm. show me what you have placed on the inside of me in order for me to work and then gain prosperity. And prosperity is not just money, but it's no, that it's good not. journey. It's that mm-hmm. peace. It's all of that 
together mm-hmm. and you say, okay, God, you're my source. Let me get back to my creator. And when I right. get back to my creator, I recognize that he didn't create any junk and mm-hmm. I am his jewel. I mm-hmm. am a princess. I'm a daughter of the king. If Amen. I am, he has made me more than enough. So mm-hmm. if somebody else doesn't acknowledge it, it's okay. Right. It's absolutely fine. But right. our community, we tend to be insecure when it comes to other women. We yes. look at, as my friend would call it, the beauty card. Oh yeah, you got the beauty card. They don't like you. Either mm-hmm. you're, too, you're too small, you know, because they've gained weight. And just because mm-hmm. you gain weight doesn't mean that you don't look good. Be right. comfortable in who you are and Amen. what you have to bring to the table. But looking at somebody else and trying to compete with them, that's not the answer. It's not. It's, it definitely is not the answer. You know, my mother and I were talking the other day, and we've talked about this a few times, but just a few days, less than a week ago, we were talking about it again. I said, you know what? As we talked about the fact how uh, when it comes to death, when it comes to divorce, when it comes to having some type of disease in our body, there's no respect of person. So no matter what race, ethnic group, national, whatever you're claiming, you're not exempt from those things happening to you, you know, because as the scriptures say, he reigns on the just and the unjust. That's right. And then, you know, we were also talking about just because you have all these degrees don't mean you're going to be way at the top like everybody else. Some people, God's going to have us at different levels. But just because you have, you know, we think, I got this paper, so that means that I'm going to be doing something. And sometimes God will prove, like, that don't mean anything. I'm going to put you where I want you to be. You're going to do your best, the best you can possibly do, and you're going to have to let me do the rest according to my will, you know? Absolutely. And some right. of us are meant to be way up in the three million, some of them one million, and, and then we're going down from there. But it's not, you know what I'm saying? God has a, a different... Um, plan, different journey, as we just talked about for each and every one of our lives. You know, that reminds me, if you go to Matthew 25, it talks Mm -hmm. about the parable of the talents. Some we're going to get five, some get two, some get one. He decides what you have on the inside of you. And a lot of people will say, when I switch to the financial hat, they'll say, oh yeah, if I win a million dollars, I'm going to donate this and I'm going to give that. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not going to do it with $10, you're not going to do it with a million. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? It's not going to hurt. So Mm -mm. Mm -mm. he recognizes that even though you might say you're going to do this, that's not your makeup. Everybody Mm -hmm. can't handle it. When you look at lottery winners, most of them are in poverty within three years after they win the lottery. Why? Because they couldn't manage the money to begin with. Right. But when you go through this divorce kind of thing, oh, I say, look, my heart may be broke, but my bank account doesn't have to be. So you have to financially think about what you're doing, not emotionally thinking about it. And if you don't have those skills, you need to partner with people that are going to be able to help you. Otherwise, you're going down that same road. The attorneys are going to rack up the charges and you can yes. sit in their office all day and you can be crying and they're handing you tissues going, mm-hmm, that's 350, another 350. Keep talking. That's Amen. What I for. know about that. Yeah. Next thing you know, you 20 and $30,000 later and you're like, what am I going to do? 
Exactly. Because your spouse might have been the I understand. Mm -hmm. Trust me. You know, everybody is, I've had to learn to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy process. Okay, one, you're devastated by this person that you walked down the aisle with thinking you're going to spend the rest of your life with because you didn't sign up for just a short term. It wasn't a contract. It was a covenant relationship according to God's word, right? Right. You don't know what you're getting into, but you're signing up for the team, right? And you're taking one for the team. You're settling here if you need to. And so you're already devastated that they're walking out. But then you turn around and you have an attorney that is a charlatan. Really, they're just trying to get more money. That's it. Like, well, who's there to help me? Right. And you know, they're sometimes they're not giving you the right advice. Some and this mm-hmm. the part that I really didn't like in this whole process is I was called every name but a child of God. If I did not know my level of integrity that, no, I'm not trying to take advantage of anybody. I am not trying to fraudulently do anything. I had one attorney say, oh, you're trying to make me commit fraud. I'm like, why would I make up a business? Why would we be paying the IRS for this business? If I'm telling you to put it down, there's a reason and justification behind it. Thank you. But you have to know who you are. That's and true. Don't allow them to go off on that, but they will. That's another mm-hmm. part of that emotional roller coaster. They make mm-hmm. you feel so small. True. And then as a woman, I had a, I guess a paralegal. He hadn't taken his um exam, his bar exam, but he was working at this law office. And I remember being in the meeting, and it was over Zoom because it was during this pandemic. And okay. I'm going to go from, I believe he was coming, he, male, coming from a place of white privilege. Okay. He asked the question. He says, well, you're planning on selling the house later. Why don't you sell it now and move somewhere else? (laughs) And I'm sitting there. You were a homeschool mom. I'm sitting there like, yeah, I got these engineering degrees. I can't go back into engineering because I lost a daughter 16 years ago. We did. And so I wasn't in engineering, I was in the church and I'm like, the income is not the same. I don't have the income to go get an apartment. So now you're making me feel even smaller. Like I can't move, I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he really recognized that that's Mm -mm. what he was doing, but that's demoralizing. It is, it's very much so. I've worked so hard. Yeah. And you're throwing it in my face that I can't do anything at this mm-hmm. point. Yep. That's yeah. That's a whole I know what level. you mean. Girl. Yeah, but I've had that to happen too, as far as like you said, it being demoralizing when um my ex was not honest, you know, with um what he had presented in court. And so um I did not I knew I was gonna have the money to pay the rent each month. However, what I did not have was money for that, like the first month's rent and two months of security. So I, my therapist had given me the names of some places to go to, to help me, you know, with that. And I could tell immediately when my daughter and I walked in to talk to the lady that I was being judged, she was looking me up and down and it was like, she wasn't believing me for some reason. And I told my daughter when we left, I said, I guess if you came in there, maybe 
with dirt on us or something, she would have wanted to help us. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I can tell I was judged. You know how you can just, that, that spirit of, of condemnation and judgment, you can feel that coming from off of someone. And that's how I felt. And it was just, it was not a good feeling, you know? And she said, well, what did you do with your money that you've been getting through the divorce as you've been going through the process? I said, well, because at the time I didn't drive. I had had a fear of driving for years. Uh, and so I said, well, I don't drive me and the kids just to, for them to get to where they're going. I had to spend a lot of money on transportation. I said, plus attorney fees. You can't just go through a divorce without paying the attorney. So she said, well, I don't think we're going to prove it, but she didn't want to do anyway. But I felt, I know what you mean. It was just so uh, demoralizing. And when we left from there, she had me to sign a paper so I can get some food from the pantry. And then what was even worse to, to add a little cherry on top of already feeling bad, the meat, some of the meat in the bag, you know, uh, was not good. You know, my daughter looked and she said, this meat is rancid. This stuff is bad. And it, it was just, it was not a good feeling. So like you said, when you already going through something emotional, and then, you know, you go to a place to get a, was supposed to be assistance for you. And then they make you feel worse, you know, and don't believe you and think that you're making some up based upon your outside appearance. You know, it's just not a good feeling. No, yeah. that inside, yeah. we are, you know, the Bible says we are the weaker sex. Mm -hmm. And it's only because of physical strength. But mm -hmm. we also can become fragile because we are the ones that are already and always nurturing everybody else. We put everybody before ourselves, and we don't do the self-care like we're supposed to. True. We don't get the mental health like we're supposed to. You mm -hmm. start going through this, you stop sleeping at night, you start right. wondering what they're doing and why they are living their best life and then where, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you can go down a path of rabbit trail is mm -hmm. horrible, but then yes. you have this outside world, like you said, that is judging you. The shame is real. It's it is. not something that, you know, you're making up, you're feeling no. bad in and of yourself. Like, why is this person leaving me? What did I not do? Why am mm -hmm. I unworthy? Why am I unappreciated? Why am I not enough? And then- right. The outside world looks at you and say, well, and they ask the same questions. What did you do? Well, what was the problem? Right. Something right. must have been wrong the whole time. And you right. do nothing. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and even like you said, when you're looking for assistance, I say you need to have the right team. You need mm -hmm. to surround yourself with good people. And the Bible says in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. But it's not just good people. It's the right, right. people that, that is true. help you move forward. I had to mm -hmm. cut out a lot of my friends. Most people yeah. didn't know. I cut them out because one, I didn't want to ruin the friendship. You know, if you're crying, you're going through this, you're going through an emotional roller coaster, they will get tired of hearing you. Okay. Yes, they, they will. will. They will. It gets played out. Right. Yeah. And you also get those that try to push you forward. Oh, you need to leave him. You need to get this attorney. You need to yes. like, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm right. still trying to process this. I'm asking the Lord what I need to do next. And I'm trying to be healed over here before I start spewing venom. That doesn't make right. sense. 
Right. You know, and so you go through that and it's like, nope, I can't do it. So the best thing that I did was I got an accountability partner mm-hmm. that was here. Uh, my sister-in-law was really backing me. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to pray through this. We're going to fast through this and family's going to stay together. So those were my two that I talked with. I was making okay. sure I was lining up with the word. Right. But I had to navigate the process myself to figure out what to do and what not to do, what questions to ask, what not to. I had the mm-hmm. financial backbone so I could do the budget. I can do the equitable right. distribution. We did have a financial mm-hmm. neutral at one point. And I took all that information and I said, no, I'm helping as many people as I can. And they could save more money because if you go in prepared, yes. you know what it is that yes. you're in need of that's legitimate. And you say, this is what I need. And I'm thinking financially, not emotionally. Do I want right. the house? Well, if I can't afford the house, yep. I'm going to end up losing the house. Right. It doesn't make any sense for me to get the house. Yes. What's going to be the best for me? And you need somebody who knows that road to say, let me help you make your decision. Your decision might not look like mine, but mm-hmm. they have to be willing to say, looking at all the pieces this is the suggestion. Now here's the steps you need to take in order to get that complete. Because mm-hmm. it's great to have a great plan, but if you can't execute it, that doesn't help either. Thank you so much. Again, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly has been my pleasure. Continue to put feet to your faith and walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. Hi, thanks for listening and watching. And if you enjoyed what you've seen, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. And hit that notification button so you'll know the next time there's a new episode. Listen, as a result of my coaching program, my clients have experienced a calming of the emotional roller coaster. They have a compelling future, as well as the confidence and the know-how to achieve it. And they have clarity on the financial tools that they need in order to live life on their terms and save tens of thousands of dollars. I'm looking for women who are devastated by the double deeds, divorce or death, who want to gain confidence to live life on their terms with peace and financial security. My question is, who do you know? Have them go ahead and book a call with me so that we can get to that compelling future. My heart may be broke, but your bank account doesn't have to be. You can find us online at h the number two h truth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people serving as unto the Lord.